Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Keep Idaho Red Radio with Vic Miller and Tom Luna. And uh, Vic, we're going to jump right in. We have a fascinating uh, uh, conversation. We're going to have a fascinating conversation with Congressman Russ Fulcher. I just want to kind of set the table, folks. It's Thursday, um, about 11.15 here in Idaho, um, and Russ is uh, on the floor of the U.S. uh, House uh, and in the middle of voting for the seventh time for speaker. So this is very dynamic. Uh, your folks are going to hear this on Saturday, but we thought it would be fascinating, Vic, to uh, to visit with Russ about all of this that's going on, learn a little bit yeah. more about how why it's going on and, and how he thinks this is going to play out and the ramifications of it. And so, folks, re- welcome to Keep Idaho Red Radio, Congressman Russ Fulcher of the First CD. Russ, thanks so much. I'm sure you have many things on your plate. Thanks for taking time to visit with us. Pleasure, and I wish you were under a little bit different circumstances, Vic and Tom. But appreciate you all, and and uh, we'll do my best to keep an eye on things going on here, and at the same time, maybe give you an update as as uh, things progress. And 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 and, and folks, uh, Russ may need uh, Congressman Fulcher may need to step aside. So if we have kind of an abrupt uh, kind of uh, uh, a dead air, if you will, uh, Vic and I will will pick it up from there. But Congressman, obviously, if you need to step aside. If you need to uh, go in and vote, or or you're called into um, you know uh, some kind of a conversation, uh, we'll we'll be flexible and we'll work with that. So I appreciate it again, Congressman Fulcher. And so, Congressman, we've uh, we've been watching for I think this is the third day. The House representative go through this uh, process they go through of every two years of electing a speaker, and we could see this coming for the past couple months that Representative uh, uh, McCarthy. McCarthy has been working, you know, to get the necessary 218 votes to be the speaker, and uh, we, we knew it was going to be a bit of a struggle, and now we're seeing this play out. So uh, first off, w- talk to us about the process of electing a speaker and how important that is, and, and really it's the first thing that happens when, when a new Congress comes to town. Well, like you, I, I saw the potential potential conflict come in a couple of months ago and started working with uh, certain Freedom Caucus members and and uh, Leader McCarthy on some on some uh, bridges to some of the disagreements. And as you may be aware, I am a member of the Freedom Caucus, but I'm in a unique situation because I've also got a very good relationship with with Kevin and with the rest of the leadership team. And so I've been an intermediary a lot with uh, some of these discussions, negotiations, obviously not a good enough one at this point. (laughs) However, uh, here's the important thing. The biggest part of this changeover has to do with negotiations over the House rules. Now, we've got to go back in time just a little bit to Nancy when she took the gavel a few years ago. She, with the backing of her conference, changed the House rules to give the Speaker a tremendous amount of authority. Agendas not just over the House floor, but over committees, limiting the amount of time that people can even see a bill before they vote on it. These massive 
omnibus style bills and that's just not right that was never the intention and so those of us who are present during the changeover to new speaker want to change those rules back and that's the good news is there's been tentative agreement on a tremendous rules package that is now before the, uh, the House that empowers each individual man, uh, member. And uh, so that's the good news, is that I think we've come to terms on what those rules are like. Uh, obviously, there's been some other roadblocks in the way, but uh, there are positive ramifications that have come out of these negotiations so far, and it's the rules by which the House operates. Con- Congressman-, so, Congressman Fulcher, you mentioned that there were a number of quote-unquote disagreements that you kind of saw coming down the track um, even months ago. So could you maybe alliterate us with a little bit, just like illuminate us with uh, some of the things that you believe are really grinding the gear right now? We're in a seventh vote. It looks like it's not going to go uh, speaker uh, potential Speaker of the House McCarthy's way? A number of members contend that uh, Kevin was involved, Lear McCarthy was involved in steering campaign money against incumbent Republicans in the primary through the Congressional Leadership Fund. Now, frankly, I don't know if that's actually true, but I can tell you that a number of members believe that it is. So uh, that's that's very controversial if you're the leader and you're stringing money to challengers against incumbents that you may or may not agree with. And so uh, that's one of the rubs. The other one is that he has uh, potentially prevented uh, certain members from roles on, on prominent committees. And so there's a lot of angst about him taking control. Of course, the counterpoint now is under these rules we've tentatively agreed upon, uh, the, the speaker, whoever it is, would not have the authority to single-handedly assign committees, nor would they have the ability to steer party resources towards towards uh, non-incumbent campaigns. And so uh, those issues, I believe, have largely been resolved as a function of the new house rules. But there's still some bad blood, and uh, frankly, we we just got to get over that if we're going to have any success here. Congressman, um, it, it looks like they're wrapping up the, the seventh vote. And, and uh, to Vic's point, it looks like maybe there was a one-vote change that would uh, that would uh, help, that, that looks like it could favor uh, uh, Representative McCarthy. But he's still, you know, 19, 20 votes uh, against him. And I, I think what we've heard is, uh, you know, four or five uh, no votes um, is, you know, is the, is the threshold. Um, so you talked about these concessions and these negotiations that have happened, and apparently even last night, considerable uh, negotiations and agreements that were made, but it doesn't look like it's affected any votes on the floor, at least on the seventh ballot. No, and uh, you know, frankly, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought there would be a little bit more movement than that. And I have stepped off the floor. I'm, at, I'm actually in the, the little lobby area outside of the floor because it's not appropriate to talk on the, to talk while while uh, proceedings are going on. However, um, I was a little surprised there's not a little bit more movement. That tells us that 
there's uh, still some sticking points and uh, we will likely I don't I haven't heard the the uh, the next proceedings we will likely have another round of votes and then I would anticipate an attempt to adjourn again to try to go go work this out and here's a couple of other things that just people need to know um, First of all, I've supported McCarthy in these votes and entertained some criticism from some of our home folks in Idaho as a result of that because it hasn't been favoring Jim Jordan. First of all, uh, Jim has not been on the, the ballot, if you will, except for one time. And I was sitting next to him and he says, I do not want to do this. And, and in fact, he nominated uh, Kevin McCarthy and he's telling people, don't don't vote for me. I do not want to do this job. I want to do oversight. I want to be the, the chairman in charge of, of going after the FBI, of going after Hunter Biden, of going after uh, some of these uh, fraudulent, potentially fraudulent situations. And so um, Jim Jordan's a good friend of mine. So is Kevin McCarthy for that reason. However, um, you know, you, people need to understand Kevin's the one who who is has signed up for this job, and uh, uh, Jim would not have near the support that Kevin does. Kevin's got more support for this role than any other member of the Republican Party by far, and there's not another member other than potentially um, Donalds out of Florida who's kind of a, uh, in my opinion, an alternative just to to steer votes other places that uh, has even exhibited they want this job. This is a horrifically difficult job, and it comes with a lot of pressure and a lot of heat. And so just the dynamic is is that um, you, in part, you need to make your decisions on who is ready and willing and able to sign up for a certain role. And right now, that's Kevin. And uh, there's there's no way that anyone else is going to get the support, the majority support out of the Republican conference without either being Kevin or him standing aside and saying, okay, I support this person, and that's who I put my support behind. And so far, that's not happened. So that's right. a little bit more about the dynamic, Vic and Tom. All right. Well, folks, we're, we're here on Keep Idaho Red Radio when we're visiting with Congressman Russ Fulcher, who's calling us live from the from the, uh, the cloakroom right outside the well of the House and right in the middle of the seventh vote, uh, or actually the end of the seventh vote for Speaker of the House. It's obviously going to go on for at least one more vote. Uh, Congressman, we're going to take a break, uh, but when we come back, uh, appreciate you spending more time with us as we watch these historic events unfold in Washington, D.C. And folks, we'll be right back with Representative Russ Fulcher. Hey, welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio, and Happy New Year to everyone. We have the pleasure and uh, distinct pleasure of having our Congressman Russ Fulcher, who uh, the seventh vote just for uh, the speakership of the House of Representatives just concluded with no uh, no positive outcome for a speaker yet. Kevin McCarthy again getting the most votes, uh, but still about 19, 20 votes short of, of um, uh, sorry, 20 votes against so far. So anyway, let, let's um, we're going to revisit. Um, we've, we just talked to him in the first this last segment. We're going to talk to him again a little bit, and I'm going to do this. Sec- I'm going to do it again. Sorry, I messed that up. 
Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio. I'm Victor Miller with Tom Luna. We're on KIDO, 107.5 FM, 580 AM, and KLIX in the Magic Valley. Yes. We're visiting with Russ Fulcher, who just concluded his seventh vote for the speakership. He cast his vote again for Kevin McCarthy, but Kevin McCarthy did not get the requisite number of votes, 218 votes, to become the speaker. And we're just kind of going through the process. It's Thursday, and uh, you'll hear this on Saturday. Um, you're listening to this on Saturday, but a little inside baseball. He literally just voted and stepped outside to chat with us. So, um, Congressman Fulcher, can you just tell us right now um, what, what do you do? You think there is a way forward where we will actually get a Kevin McCarthy speakership? I think there is a way forward, but in order for that to happen, two things need to to be uh, uh, considered and resolved. One is the handful of people who just have this mental uh, uh, position that is, look, I, no matter what the circumstances are, regardless of the rules changes, or any concessions, any changes, whatever, I'm just not going to support Kevin McCarthy. And that that would that least at least need to be reduced. Uh, the second thing is is that uh, there needs to be a comfort zone, at least in a general sense, that uh, the committee selection, the committee uh, chairmanships, the uh, committee membership and representation will be will be fair. I think with with those two things, there's a uh, there's a path forward. Um, absent movement on those two, in order for resolution on the Republican side, Kevin would have to uh, step aside and throw his support behind a, an unknown, an unknown uh, candidate right now. And, uh, and neither one of those appear to be imminent at this point after round seven on the votes. Congressman uh, Tom Luna here with, with Vic Miller, and again, thanks for um, calling in uh, in the middle of this historic uh, events happening in the Capitol with the election of the Speaker. W- one thing I've, I've uh, you know, having been in office, you were in office when 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 I was, and there there was a couple times where you and I sat in by ourselves and kind of strategized on how do we find a majority of the votes we're needing, and and as you're looking to uh, find. Find common ground with those that have voted against what you want, uh, not losing support from those that you that are already supporting what you want because you've gone too far. So, talk to me about that. It seems to me like if concessions are, are are made, that at some point you could lose some of the votes that Kevin McCarthy already has, and we could be right back where we're at with just a different group of twenty. There's a couple of fears that I've got that, Tom. One is there's always the danger of some deal, for lack of a better word, to be cut with a number of Democrats in order to uh, consolidate enough votes to push Kevin McCarthy over the top. Now, as of as of this morning, there was he's not involved with any of those discussions, and I and I know because I've I've been here. There hasn't been the physical time, and plus he says that's that's not something he's going to do, but but others potentially are. I mean, uh, we've we've all seen Don Bacon. He's a member out of Nebraska. He's been very public about uh, his his position on that, and I know he's had some dialogue with some Democrat colleagues. What that does and why that's problematic is that could put us in the leadership, our leadership role, jeopardized with um, uh, kind of a kind of a, a 
quasi-democrat agenda or an obligation to a democrat agenda when we take the majority, which defeats the purpose of the majority. So that would be a really bad thing. Uh, you know, the other thing is uh, some of the some of the people who have just drawn this hard line have yet to identify someone else that. Uh, that even comes close to to uh, having the support necessary. There is not another person within the Republican conference that even comes close to the support Kevin's got. So, um, absent absent uh, some significant changes and some things that are really bad, and not not to mention that, and we're not governing. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> the uh, American people, uh, you know, shifted the majority over to Republicans with the expectation that we would change things. And we have the capacity to do it, but we're not doing it. And I think some of that pressure from home needs to also uh, draw down on some of those that are are being a, uh, obstructionists at this point. And uh, there is one other thing I'll mention that actually could play a role, and I, I hate, hate to even bring it up, but it's a real-life factor. If this doesn't get solved by... January 13th, that is a deadline for uh, the payroll uh, system within within Congress. There's 435 staffs and members, for that matter, that uh, don't get paid for the next month. And uh, you know, go tell that to 435 uh, you know staffs within uh, Capitol Hill. So uh, that maybe that's a good thing that there's pressure on that front. But I I would hate to think that that's actually a driving factor. But it is incremental pressure, and and frankly, um, if, if that's what it takes to push people to do something, then uh, I guess so be it. Con- Congressman, Congressman uh, we're, we're speaking with Congressman Fulcher here. Um, Keep Idaho Red Radio on KLIX and KIDO in the in the Magic Valley. Can you t- let, let's talk a little bit about um, just you, you mentioned that people we want they want us to govern. So in your mind, you know, once once we're past this, what what are the main priorities that you see for the Republican Party once the Speaker is in place, and why is it so critical that we get started? on that agenda sooner rather than later. So uh, uh, Steve Scalise, who's uh, likely to the next majority of the year, has put out uh, uh, kind of a, a unified agenda that, that all of us are, are behind. And it's uh, it's border security, it's unfunding the 87,000 IRS agents, it's changing the uh, uh, energy policy on federal land so that we can get back to some energy production, it's the parental bill of rights with the education system. Those are all drafted. They're all in our possession, they're all sitting on our desk. Ready to go. Uh, and there's others. Those are just the ones that come to the top of mind. And these are things that the American people want, the American people need, that we want, that we need, that are, are critical in dealing with with uh, um, uh, inflation, critical in, in dealing with our economic situation, our homeland security. And and so the, bill, the good news is, is that they're there, they're ready. And I think as, as soon as we have this organizational issue solved, we'll be we'll be hitting the gas to get those things done. And let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the committee assignment. So, you, how how is this? I know that there was some conversation about you potentially um, having a committee assignment, being a chair. How does all this how does all this cacophony kind of affect the potentiality of of, of your particular opportunity and how that might impact Idaho? 
Well, um, I guess from a political standpoint, uh, if anything, the um, uh, my situation has um, has been positive in the sense that uh, it is very well known internally that I've been active with both sides, attempting to try to bring everything together. And so, um, my personal relationships have never been stronger. And uh, I, I, I think that the, the committee opportunities for me are going to be very good, uh, regardless of what happens. Uh, none of us know for sure where we're going to land, uh, but um, uh, I, I do anticipate at least a, a very good possibility of a key role within the natural resources regarding federal lands, and and I intend on, on pursuing that when the time is right. Time is not right yet. I've made no demands, no requests. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, and I, I don't think it's appropriate right now, but uh, I think that I should be in a, in a pretty good position, but with these new House rules, that's another thing to keep in mind. Each member is significantly more empowered than ever Nancy Pelosi with the ability to to uh, make motions on the floor, to do amendments on the floor, to uh, uh, to bring bills personally that never existed since I've been in Congress. Congressman, uh, we really appreciate you again um, visiting with us right in the middle of this historic um, uh, votes uh, for uh, Speaker of the House. Uh, it looks like they've wrapped up the seventh ballot, uh, getting ready for an eighth ballot. We want to make sure you get in there to, to, to vote. Um, I, I got one question, uh, and then to, to wrap this up and, and let you go. Do you know what is the one thing that changes the uh, votes for some of these people that are uh, have said they'll never vote for McCarthy, or or is there nothing that would change their minds? Well, I think that there there probably are a very small number of of people who just made up their mind. They're, they're as long as McCarthy is on the the docket, they simply will not vote for him. Um, if, if Kevin were, and I'm not suggesting he does, but if he were to take the position, okay, fine, uh, I'm going to put all my support behind some other person, then that would change the minds potentially of those who are taking the hard line against him. The risk there, of course, is it could create a windfall of, of people who take that same approach against whoever yes. uh, he decides to support as a matter of principle. And so uh, that's, that's not an optimistic uh, explanation what may happen next, but it's a possibility. Uh, at the end of the day, and, and I'm going to speak here shortly, or at least my, that's the plan, uh, but my message is going to be, look, we were all elected to govern. We were all elected to lead. And while we're in this in this uh, uh, quagmire, None of that is getting done, and it, it's it, it's time to to put anything political in the rearview mirror, and only prioritize the people that we were hired by to serve, and uh, and and that's the bottom line. And ultimately, yes. uh, you know, this is a this is a free agency, if you will. That's part of the deal when you come to Congress. Uh, but um, we we've got to be able to put those those issues behind us. Right. Otherwise, our entire nation. Uh, Congressman Russ Fulcher, thanks for spending time with us. Uh, this is uh, this is going to play out over the next few days, it appears, and maybe we'll have you back uh, and and after this is all done and, and get more information from you as to how this all was uh, finally resolved. But thank you for being on Keep Idaho Red Radio, Representative Russ Fulcher, and folks, we'll be right back.